It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo. Yo. Moo Cow Rich. Bring in the bull. What's up, gentlemen? Another day. (laughs) Living the dream. It is another day. Living the dream. Mm. Isn't it great, Cal? It's great. Yeah. I mean, the weather's turning nice. Smoke some cigars. Chill outside. I got nothing to complain about. That's good. I got a beer. Life is good. That's good. It's that simple shit. What kind of beer? It's just a local kind of crap beer. Yeah. Yeah, that (laughs) local Bud Light. (laughs) Small batch. Yeah. Bud Light. Twelve year old twelve. 12-year-old hops, vintage, that is is now a regular release. Oh, man. It's so funny because when you talk about small batch things, like, I feel like a lot of the big companies, beer especially and cigars now, chew too a little bit, they'll try to release something that seems like a small batch thing or they'll buy a company that was a small batch thing and then they just fuck it up every time. It's like they don't understand those market segments at all. They probably don't. No, that's the best <laughs> part. You've seen that with breweries, though, right? Like a brewery gets bought by somebody bigger, and then they increase the distribution, and then now it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Sorry, go ahead, Drew. Nothing, that, that's true. Yeah, you got to build uh, for scalability, right? And... I think a lot of guys that start out or girl, whatever, whenever you're making a craft product, don't necessarily think of that in the beginning, right? Yeah, well, it just changes the character of the whole thing. Like one of the reasons I like supporting small local things is that they're small and local. Mm -hmm. It's not the only reason, but it's one, one of the reasons. You just lose that when you... Get bought by somebody bigger. Mm-hmm. I hear the birds over there. Oh, yeah. Birds yeah. are chirping at Moe's house. Probably snow tomorrow, but that's okay. <laughs> Such is life living in the Midwest, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kick it off this week. There is... I don't know if you guys know who Kwame Brown is, okay? But Kwame Brown, you guys know who he is? No. Nah, not offhand. Okay. So Kwame Brown was the number one draft pick in the NBA in 2001 uh, when Michael Jordan ran the Wizards, okay? Uh, NBA media broadcasters, analysts, whatever the fuck, have basically been calling him a bust for the last 20 years. I mean, this poor guy has just, I mean, he's gotten it from the media. Is he that bad? No, actually he had a 12 year career. Was it, was it what you would expect from a number one draft pick? Probably not, but you, to have a 12 year NBA career, you have to be somewhat decent, right? Yeah. Yeah. The bar was just really high because he was a number one pick. Yeah. Okay. By no means did he have like, Look, you stick around 12 years in anything. I don't know how you can call somebody a bust. But so this guy's just, man, I mean, people have railed on him and railed on him and railed on him. So finally he's had enough, okay? And he started firing back recently. And his responses, first of all, have a social component to it, which some people may understand, may not. Um, that's not for me to decide or tell you what to think, but there's that aspect, but his delivery, the things that he says to these guys, 
the way he just roasts the people that have just repeatedly criticized him. And it is just pure comedy. It, it is, I mean, there are some serious topics that he touches upon. Like, you know, basically these people are roasting a teenager. He was 17 or 18 years old when he got drafted. Right. Crazy. And how that, and how that plays on your psyche and how that affects you as time, as time goes on. And, these guys are getting paid to run their mouths, but that, that's a whole different conversation. But it is just pure comedy. So if you want to laugh, I suggest you you find those Kwame Brown videos and um, just, yeah. I mean, there are some serious things he touches upon, of course, so it's not whatever, but it is his delivery. I mean, he should be, it's like when a comedian talks about a social subject. That's really what it's like. Like there's that that YouTube or what? Yeah, he's like, yeah. But it's like got that seriousness and whatever, but it's delivered in such a way that you just can't help but, I mean, it's like captivating. I don't know how to explain it. And everyone's like, who the fuck knew this guy barely ever said anything? Those are usually the funniest ones. It's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. Mm -hmm. Right, Drew? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Drew holds him close to his chest. <laughs> so everybody should check that out. All right. I will check it out. Drew, you had an assignment this week. No. It failed after, what, day one? What did we, we talked about last week? <laughs> when did I I text you guys like Tuesday, didn't I? Yeah, I think the day after. Yeah. You were supposed to find something you judged. I judged that, but you said it was correct, so. Well, did you get sick on Thursday? No. Then it was the karma. I don't I don't think so cuz I judged I judged Brussels sprouts or Brussels sprouts. No, I'm talking about you made fun of Dave for looking like shit. Oh, I made fun of him last Friday again. Shit. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's a a daily occurrence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fair enough. I'm judging something pretty hard. Curious to get your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so earlier today, I, I smoked uh, an older Zeno cigar. Mm-hmm. The Zeno Platinum Scepter, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Okay. Um, because just to, just to sort of, sort of pour one out for my homie Zeno, um, have you guys seen what has become of the Zeno brand? Yeah, it's like when La Polina rebranded. No, it's worse than that. So I mean, that's what it reminds me. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, Or it just, just doesn't make sense. Um, so this is my opinion. Uh, so Zeno Davidoff, in case you don't know, uh, was one of the people that really, like one of the most famous cigar retailers of all time, also made his own cigars, uh, worked with Cuba, and got his own cigars made in Cuba because he was that incredible with cigars at a time when other people were not doing this. Um, he, he said things like smoke less, but smoke better. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he got, uh, he, he thought that fine cigars, really good cigars should be marketed like fine wines and fine champagnes. So he had cigars named after things like Dom Perignon, right? Mm-hmm. Like classy motherfucker. Okay. Right. Guy knew his shit was very classy. What'd he do? Well, he, he's dead. So he didn't do anything. Okay. Uh, his line is owned by Davidoff. Yeah. Right? The Zeno line of cigars. Uh, he had a falling out with Cuba and moved his stuff to Honduras a long, long time ago. Uh, and then um, Davidoff took over production. He died in like, I want to say like 90, 90 something. Um, and they've been running his brand ever since. It's never taken off in a gigantically crazy way. I mean, the Davidoff brand obviously has, but the mm-hmm. Zeno line hasn't as much. Mm-hmm. The, they just rebranded it 
to be essentially a budget cigar. It's like what five six dollars a stick, oh, and geez. the bands are just like plain yellow with a Z on them. It looks horrible. Nothing about this cigar represents Zeno Davidoff in any way that has ever happened, like in reality. So I was just really annoyed by that. I was judging Davidoff, uh, their marketing, their hatred for tradition, clearly, uh, and then the way they'd like to destroy this man's legacy, apparently. Yeah. So I decided I would smoke an old Zeno cigar. Well, do you do you think that? They've done that to Avo too, because it seems like they've kept, I mean, outside of the unexpected snafu, it seems like they've kept Avo kind of where it's at. Yeah, I think they've done better with Avo. Uh, in my opinion, uh, they've done a lot of limited editions with Avo recently. So, like every mm-hmm. year, they seem to be releasing some kind of major limited edition for the Avo brand. Uh, and uh, and the only reason I can say this is because I smoked them blind for blind reviews. They're not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of bugs me. But they, I don't think they've kept the quality quite where it used to be. Avo mm-hmm. was one of my favorite brands when I started smoking. They were incredibly consistent cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd almost never get something that was like, that knocked my socks completely off and the best cigar I ever had. But you'd always get something that was like, man, that was a really good experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now... I don't feel like I get that from them every time. So I don't think they've like pissed on Avo the same way that they pissed on Zeno, in my opinion. Um, God, they do look like shit. Did you just look that up? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that yes. awful? It's like a Zorro cigar with that weird-ass Z on it. So, okay, so if you look at it from their perspective, okay, let's just take a step back. Yeah, they got they got a luxury line. They don't need another one. Exactly. So it's either you kill it, right? I mean, they had a couple different options. First of all, you could rebrand whatever was Zeno into Davidoff and call it a Davidoff Zeno whatever, sure. right? Or Zeno Davidoff whatever. That way you're still keeping the brand elevated. You're not necessarily cheapening the name, and it's just merged into the regular Davidoff offering, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't choose that. No. So then they said, <laughs> okay, well, we have Avo that's kind of in the middle, we have Davidoff for the premium or ultra premium and, you know, in, in Avo's premium. And then maybe we could do these as like, you know, budget premium. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but I guess I get what they did, but don't they already kind of have Camacho for that? Yeah. I feel like Camacho is even a step on top of that though. Isn't it? Isn't a Camacho like eight or nine bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're poking at the the real, real cheapo market at five bucks a stick, um, but you know I agree with you. I think they did need something there. I guess the way that I would have preferred it, being somebody who cares you know more than more than most people about cigar history and the legacies that people have, I would have preferred they killed it and replace it with with something that that isn't, you know, mm-hmm. something that seems to be counter to the legacy of the, of the person. Do they still have Cusano? Do they still make those? Oh, man, I don't know. Because, like, that was, like, their budget stuff, and then the Griffins or whatever were even, like, their their bundle stuff, and then Baccarat was, like, their flavored stuff. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> not sure what their whole per- portfolio is. Look, at man, they it just it became impossible to keep up with what Davidoff was coming out with or doing. Uh, since 2019, I mean, I just there was no way to keep track or pace. Or yeah, it was impossible. Yep. So, so you gonna you gonna buy one of their rebranded stuff? Am I no? You gonna live no. life from A to Zeno? <laughs> yeah, I don't. You I know. don't think so. No. I, I will. What I will do is I'll I'll read through Zeno Davidoff's book about cigars again, and I'll read about his life and legacy, and I'll smoke the old stuff, which is not my favorite, but it's still good. Um, it's overpriced, but that's beside the point. But anyway, those are all just just my opinions about the legacy of a person and how you don't you don't fuck with that. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see um, if. If like the old Dav- or the old Zeno stuff catches fire on the secondary market, that'll be interesting. 
I'd be a little surprised, but who knows? I've been yeah, surprised yeah, by a lot of stuff. Too. Yeah, I would be too. But people love to have shit they can't get more any more of. So. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes there's a reason you can't get any more, and then sometimes there's, you know. In this case, yeah. I mean, they were good cigars. Were they worth the money? No. Sure. Yeah. But that's that's fine. They're still enjoyable. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my annoyance this week. Um, I don't know. Pick like your favorite, you know, celebrity, sporting person, whatever. If you yeah. take a brand they endorse and you just make a cheap version of it that doesn't even seem to fit their character after they've died, that feels wrong. Not disagreeing with you, Kyle. So how are your weeks? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. just, trying, just trying to be like Drew. Sick on Thursday? That's weird. I'm, no, God, I'm, no, I hope not. I'm always trying to be like you. Like me? Yeah. Well, yeah that's why we're so alike. WWMD. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> Go to bed early is, is what Mo would do. <laughs> no, <laughs> After I, a responsible I, I, night. I don't sleep. Look, Kyle, first of all, I don't. I know you have kids, <laughs> but I don't know how the fuck you go to sleep that early. Um, I don't sleep really much, you know, maybe a few hours a night, but I don't get how people sleep so much. What do you There's do for all those hours you're awake? Oh, a bunch of different stuff. Study different things. You know, work on different stuff. Markets almost twenty four hours. It's a bunch of different shit you could be doing. Mm. Sleep is boring. I don't. Sleep is don't boring. Sleep. But it makes all the rest of the hours so much better when you've had it. Uh, yeah, to a certain extent. But I, I get know. grumpy as hell if I don't get my eight hours. Eight is actually what you get? Yeah, at least eight hours most nights. So I've forced myself to start getting less. Um, How's that gone? Not great, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Not great at all, which is probably why I'm sick every Thursday. Um, Well, how many hours of sleep do you normally get a night? um, I, I get about seven. But I used to like I had to have eight or I was unfunctionable. But I I I feel like sleep is such a waste of time too. Like if you're not if if you slept six hours, you can get Uh so much more shit done. Okay, but hold on. Uh Would you though, or would you sit around? Well, at least I could sit around and not waste time sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah because i would go to bed later so i do i mean maybe i wouldn't do something but i'd spend time with my wife i'd Mm -hmm. uh i I mean i read some books i listen to podcasts i uh you know uh, speak some german here and there i all kinds of stuff so I have too many if you hobbies. If slept an hour less every week, you could listen to our podcast. Yeah, I'm not doing that ever, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> All these people with their sleep. So, yeah, sleep is such a waste of fucking time. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm not disagreeing. I mean, I I will enjoy a nap. I enjoy sleeping. Oh, I, I, I like it. I like a nap. I do. And I like sleeping. Yeah. I'm not pissed at sleeping, but yeah, man, it's such a waste of time. I'd rather sleep three or four hours, take an hour nap and then do it all over again. Dude, if I could do that. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you always done that? Or did you like cultivate that? Who me? Yeah. Uh, Look, man, when you work in public accounting, you have to learn how to function on very little sleep. That's just how it is. And that's really where it started. 
Yeah, I was just never able to really get out of it. Do you do you enjoy it though? I mean, now. What? Not sleeping a lot? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all right, but. Or do you wish you could sleep more? No, not really. Okay, so mm-hmm. you may not enjoy not sleeping a lot, but it's better than sleeping more. <laughs> well, I mean, I I just don't. As long as I could function and and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are times though, like when your body will just tell you like, dude, yeah, you're, you're yeah. done. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like nine thirty at night. So, it, yeah. So right. <laughs> my, uh, my father-in-law is weird. He doesn't sleep much at all, but he's, he's literally like a, uh, like a freaking battery and he'll go and go and go and go. And then you will see like a switch, like he's done. Mm-hmm. And his battery's empty, and yeah. he will just fade super quick. And like uh, road trips and stuff like that, he can pull over at a rest stop. He can shut his eyes for fifteen minutes, dude, and he's charged, ready to go again. <laughs> it's yeah. it's ridiculous. And like yeah. early on, when I was dating my wife and stuff, um, I'd go over and we'd be hanging out, and he'd like disappear here and there. And he'd go find a place and take a little quick nap and come back. And he's like, no. like he just chugged a couple Red Bulls, but all he did was take a little nap and he's good to go. But he may mm-hmm. sleep, uh, I don't know, four or five hours a night and then take a nap, uh, yeah. you know, 15 minute nap once, twice a day. Mm-hmm. And he's, yep. he's golden. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I am. I so wish I could do that. It's awesome. I wouldn't even mind like the 15 minute nap if I had to cut into like lunch at work or, you know, something real quick after work before I went home or something like that. Dude. Yeah, bro. When I was at the, when I was at the grain elevator, like, uh, I would bring my lunch, I'd eat at my desk and then I'd go take a 10 or 15 minute nap in the car. Yeah. And that'd be my lunch. It was awesome. Yeah. I like sleep. I really do. But. God, it's such a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you could function the same way and not sleep, yeah, you'd be golden. But you, yeah. I mean, you you die without sleep faster than you die without food. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying no sleep, but if I could run on like minimal. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, like like we just said, I, I was getting eight hours. If I could seriously drop to four hours and maybe two 15-minute naps, I'm at, I, I pretty much cut it in half. Mm-hmm. I added four hours to my day. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, nowhere else can you make up some time like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. I would. I, I. Yeah. I've. I've kind of forced myself, like I said, to to cut back, and it's it's been tough. But if I could, if I could get to like six hours a night, I think I'd be happy because I don't think that's I can, really the sweet spot. Yeah, I don't think I can function very well on much less. But mm-hmm. if I could do six, force myself to do six. six I may not get any more done, level. but I would feel more accomplished. Yeah, six is, for me, ideal. Like, that's kind of what I aim for. But, I mean, dude, like, even in the cigar business now, like, you know, if you're not getting back to the hotel room until midnight or whatever, and then you want to hit the road, if you got to drive for two hours before your next, you know, the, the account that you're going to see for that day and you're going to leave the hotel at eight, I mean, how, you're getting, five, you know, six hours of sleep. And that's assuming you could fall asleep right away when you get back, which never happens because you're, you know, Too busy considering all the, all the wonderful sales you had. It, yeah, something like that. Or <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you're out just trying to like whatever, and then it's hard to turn off that that switch or that adrenaline, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know. So I don't. Know. Yeah, those but, hours are one of the many reasons I could never be a cigar rep. Oh, those guys are. Yeah, those guys are nuts. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep but going. But, you were gonna say something, but that, but that's their personality, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 
when people say, oh, you have a great job, for that personality type, yeah. not everybody's like that. I'm certainly fucking not. But these are people that that enjoy being out. They enjoy going out. They enjoy being around other people all the time. Um, and that's it. It's it's a lot. I mean, we've talked about it, man. That's a tough lifestyle. It really is. Yeah, that, I mean, that's like an attitude I learned to cultivate early on in, in my work life is that, okay, their job sounds terrible to me, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. But they're good at it. They like it. And thank goodness they do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody else, somebody needs to do that work. I don't want to do it. I'm glad they like it. Yep. Well, a lot of, look, as we've seen, cigar reps are going to have a whole different set of, it's a new world post-COVID, right? Um, I think that there, that a lot of companies were like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> we may not need all these people in the field, right? You think they're going to keep cutting back after the the money starts coming in again? I, I don't know. I, I can't say. But I will, if I had to guess, every company is looking for ways to to cut their expenses, right? Always. So if if that means that they could grow without all of those expensive expenses, they're going to do it. Now, the big question is, is retailers and, and whatnot are, are still in that mode for the most part, not all. Some of them are, I expect to see the rep, you know, they're back to pre, what I call pre-COVID expectations, right? Mm-hmm. But as of now, most retailers do not expect for example, like the principal to come out. Those expectations haven't come back yet, in my opinion. Okay? Yeah, not yet. They'll um, be there soon. Right. Yeah, assuming, depend, and again, depending on how everything plays out. But I think they are at the point where they're back to, yeah, we'd like to see a rep. Right? So as much as people may want to shift away from reps. I think there's still a a value there. Right. And I think a lot of retailers still appreciate having somebody that they consistently interact with, uh, that represents a brand that they carry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but I think they're going to be more scrutinized now. I do. I think their expenses are going to be more scrutinized. I think the quality of their visits, how they're spending their time, who they're spending their time with. I think these things that probably were largely overlooked, and as long as you were hitting your goals or whatever, nobody cared, I think those things are going to be looked at more. It depends. yeah. My, my thought, and I potentially agree with you, is it depends entirely on if we keep up the number of cigars sold. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if the numbers stay where they're at right now, nobody's going to give a shit. As soon as those numbers decline, absolutely chopping block for everybody. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Nobody cares what anybody's doing as long as the money rolls in. Right. Well, I and can it's tell funny because the ones 100% that percent true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. ones that the ones that do care when the money's you know at, at all times, those are the ones that are going to be successful when the money is is not there to be had. Right. Yeah. But that's not how most cigar companies operate. No. But I've what I've seen. Look, at, everyone's like. Everyone's going crazy because they think that people would rather sit at home with $300 a week of unemployment than go back to work, which boggles my mind. Okay, nobody would willfully want to just 
be paid poverty level even if they're not doing anything. I don't, I don't think that that's something people prefer. But Well, if I have the choice of being paid poverty level at my job or poverty level for doing nothing, sure. <laughs> but well, other I guess, than that, yeah. I agree. Right. But um, regardless, there is um, a lot, you know, there were some cigar companies that were quick to, to pull the, you know, pull the plug on people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it wasn't just cigar companies, but we were seeing this over and over where people were cutting back like right away. They didn't waste any time in cutting people. Well, you, you can't blame people for having a lack of trust, <laughs> right? No, no like, not at all. Unemployment might not be a lot, but at least I know that I have it through X amount of time. Well, I can go take this job at the fucking Amazon warehouse. What if they let me go in a month and say, oh, things are slowing down. We don't need you. I mean, I guess technically you go back at unemployment, but <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like everyone keeps blaming poor people, literally poor people, for the actions of people that don't have to fucking have the, have the same worries. It's like, dude, get, off your, get out of your ivory tower. Go fucking live with some people or interact with some people that don't have it like you. Stop fucking judging people. It's incredible. But everybody wants loyalty, but they don't want to give loyalty back. Mm. You know, it's nuts. Dude, That's I learned the big shift in, in corporate America in the last fifty years, right? Mm-hmm. You can show as much loyalty as you want. Probably not reciprocated, unless your company's great. There are some out there. Of course, yeah. there's always exceptions. Absolutely. Yeah, there are some great companies to work for. But the majority of them, you will you invest your loyalty in whatever, dude. Go where the opportunities are, you know. Because when push comes to shove, they ain't gonna be that fucking loyal to you. Okay, I have a question though. Drew, Drew what's your opinion on Mo's statement? Quit fucking judging people. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do here. <laughs> That's all we got. Not giving that up. <laughs> well, that's a little bit different. <laughs> so, yeah. It's okay if I'm doing it. It's for research yeah. purposes anyways. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think the best part about uh, any time, at least online, right, when you see uh, some company that, that says they can't get people. Nobody wants to work, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at what they're paying people, and you're like, no, nobody <laughs> wants to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. Right. So, who knows? Not, I think there are yeah. some trades where that's still true, too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to do that particular job. That's That can be true in certain cases. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. It's It's, it's wild. It is. Um, so the other thing, Cal, I sent an article to the group. Drew, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you didn't look at it. But uh, um, sure. I know Cal did. Okay. And there was a, a write-up by Coop about, and I guess I'm still a little unclear of what he's trying to say. Is he taking a shot at the cigar media? Is he taking a shot at retailers? Is he taking a shot at social media personalities? Or is he not taking any shots at all? I I can't, I'm not sure what to make of his take on this. All right, so Coop's article, in case people didn't read it yet, uh, if you haven't, go check it out. It's something to do with like the cigar media and trade shows. Um, so Coop's article was about the state of the cigar media and how they are treated at trade shows uh, and how the way that I took it, Mo, was that originally uh, when they started allowing media at what is now PCA at the time right. would have been RTDA maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
the there were certain people that got in that shouldn't have gotten in way back, right? This is like 10 mm-hmm. or 11 years ago and just asked for free shit and were annoying. Right. It was like some shitty bloggers. Right. And a small number of people. And Coop's, Coop's take seemed to be that they fucked it up for a lot of people and that the media, like legitimate cigar media, is still trying to crawl back from that and they get lumped in with that sometimes. Hmm. That was my understanding of it. I don't think he was taking shots at anybody since. Did you get the impression he was? I, I don't know. I, I really don't. And knowing him, probably not. He's not a real shot taker. No, he, he's not. I did find, and the only reason I think I read it through a different tone is because somebody that I respect and I and, and whatever kind of alluded to TPE kind of being a little bit of a, I don't know, like an influencer showcase, if you will. Like an influencer circle jerk. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, <laughs> so, so I guess that's maybe where, and, and maybe that, into the legitimate cigar media people, you know, it, it might be like, fuck, these guys are just going to make it harder for us. I don't know. I'm not, but I've never heard anybody say or complain about the cigar media coming to their booth or whatever. I, I think I would almost say that everybody welcomes it. I think. Oh, it's... definitely not true. Really? So I, yeah, I went to PCA one year as cigar yeah. media. Right. Five years ago. Um, I had one principal of a company, uh, so I walked up to a booth, right? And I said, you know, here's who I am. Here's what I'm doing. I just want to hear about your new cigars, right? That's all I want. I want to hear about your new cigars. I want to take some pictures of them so I can put them up. And, uh, (laughs) the, the principal of the company asks the guy who I'm talking to, you know, oh, who's that? And he says, oh, just a cigar blogger. And the guy's like, oh, cigar bloggers again. And he goes and sits down. (laughs) like no interest no engagement he was like all right cool oh okay okay so in all fairness i think the attitude towards that has changed now i can't speak for anybody i can't speak for anybody let alone everybody but i think i think if you understand where this is going you would be you'd be making a really bad decision not to engage. Sure. In today's world. Five years ago, maybe not so much, Kyle. No, I think they still were making a bad decision, but that was... I agree. That's their own thing. <laughs> but not as not as impactful as today. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's true. People have larger platforms than they've ever had, mm-hmm. and they're just going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we were a small one, but there were still, like several thousand people at least that read the stuff that I was writing about it. Mm-hmm. And that's a small one. So that's not bad. I, I know that's worth two minutes of your time to give a quote. Mm-hmm. Not much more than that. And like, I was really super, super careful to never go to anybody's booth when anybody was making a sale. I was like, Oh, there's right. a shop there. I'm not even going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Well, that's good. So like, yeah, you have to be right. It's the only way to not be a trick. Like if you can't take two minutes when you're doing nothing but sitting there, like mm, mm-hmm. all right, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't just them. Like there were a number of people where it was like, Oh, cool. Who are you again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fair to a degree, but it's also kind of like, you know, I'm not asking you for anything. Right. I would like to tell some people what you are putting on the market so that you can sell some more of them. Yeah. Right. Isn't that free advertising, even if it's, let's say it's a hundred people, isn't it worth a few minutes of your time if you're doing nothing else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you were literally doing nothing else, then you would think so. I think so. Hmm. Oh, well, but yeah, no, I think it would be different today. I agree with you, Mo. Some guy, some guy told, uh, told a manufacturer that I gave really good reach arounds at that show. I remember. Hmm. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, man. That manufacturer was happy to talk to me after that. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of that, do you guys remember whatever happened to that brand by that dude Jason Holly? What was it called? Viva La Publica or whatever? Yeah, distributed mm-hmm. by Miami. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. I thought they still like low key made those cigars. I thought so. Dude, that guy, five years, I mean, that brand was kind of up and coming. Like, that was a sought after boutique brand at that time. Yeah, no, I agree. You You don't see it around anymore or what? No, not at all. Nobody even talks about it. Hmm. Hmm. I honestly can't remember the last time I heard that name. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it in since years. That time. Looks like you can still buy them online. Yeah, his stuff was pretty good, man. Yeah, I really don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know either. Yep. It's the joy of these things. <laughs> All right, yeah. I got a ju- I do have a Judge Drew for today, though. There we go. This one comes to you from Wisconsin. Uh, I'm curious for you, Drew, to judge both an alligator and a weird-ass zoo. All right? <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. with that in mind... Uh, at Doc's Harley Davidson, a dealership in Wisconsin, there is something called Doc's Zoo. There are a few animals at Doc's Harley Davidson and his zoo, uh, including an alligator that is described as unathletic and overweight and arthritic. Oh, it can open its jaws about an inch and a half because it's that arthritic and old. That alligator escaped from Doc's <laughs> What are your thoughts on, on that alligator managing to escape? It was also returned, so it's safe. But it was described when an alligator escaped from a zoo. It was described as no threat to the public. No, you're safe. <laughs> so, I guess because he... Uh, because he was really no threat, they probably didn't protect, like cage him up well I don't know he's how, never gotten away before and he's like 35 years old how does a, I, I would think any alligator you're 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 protecting like because look if I wander up and I see an alligator I'm not gonna think that that thing can't bite me so I, I mean what what if I killed the dang thing yeah Props to the gator for getting away. But they got him back. Hmm. So it's a Harley Davidson. Yeah. You know what? Good for them that they're taking, I guess they're taking care of this alligator that's old. So he seems to be eating well. Uh, It seems like a good thing. I don't know how many old alligators we have out there in the world that need homes, but <laughs> sounds like they uh, they got this one covered. No judgment at all for the fact that they let this thing get away, even though it should not. Well, it so. shouldn't have gotten away, but I don't know what you do about that. Doesn't I mean? I don't I don't know how do you protect things to keep it one hundred percent from getting away gets a hole in the fence or maybe something somebody did something or something fell over and the gator just got out. I mean, yeah, that's shitty. You don't want him getting out. What if he got ran over or something or Yeah. It doesn't sound like he could could like kill anyone or even a, a, a kid or a small dog, so that probably wasn't a That's what I'm saying. I think wouldn't you take extra precautions just to keep him safe? I guess not, because he got out, so. (laughs) Actually, that's an interesting question. I wish Danny was on, but, like, in places like Florida, like, 
Yeah, don't you, do you, don't you see that? They're like alligator there? crossings. Like you got to like watch out for crossing alligators. So you don't run them over. Danny, let us know. No. He's totally listening in right now. No, I'm sure. No, he's not listening, but <laughs> someone will tell him and then he'll respond and act like he listened. <laughs> Danny took his voyage off of, the, off of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back. He will. Just you wait. We were dragging him down. It was bound to happen. Yeah. He was worried about the curse. <laughs> Maybe that was that's what it was. I don't blame him. Me either. I'm a little worried about it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someday this thing is going to get stronger and take us down. <laughs> Want a career change? <laughs> Come on yeah, our podcast. Yeah, looking for a fresh start? Apply today. They might be looking for a zookeeper at Doc's Harley Davidson. Yeah. Maybe they don't have a zookeeper, and so they really will be looking for one now. I think they got like four animals. Somebody needs to be watching them a little better. That's true. I don't think gators should just be roaming around, even if they can't, like, kill you. Probably not safe. Yeah. For people, for the gator. But, yeah. Scare the shit out of people. Can can you imagine just, like, taking a hike in Wisconsin and there's a fucking alligator? Like, what circumstances made that happen? Yeah. It's like fucking seeing Bigfoot. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much except yeah. people see Bigfoot way more often than they see alligators around here mm-hmm. do you have a big a big Bigfoot following I don't know about a big one but we got we got all kinds of weird like mysterious animal sighting things and some Bigfoot stuff hmm Oklahoma's big on Bigfoot isn't it we I think people are I say we I'm not involved with that <laughs> <laughs> but yes <laughs> I think people are here. Uh, it sounded awfully inclusive. Yeah, I've never <laughs> partook in any Bigfoot anything. Scavenger. <laughs> yeah. You don't go out in the woods and make those squatch calls that people do. Squatch those are calls. fucking hilarious. It's all funny. I love the 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 humor from the show. Um yeah, they're amazing, but <laughs> it's like this is the sound we think it makes. Why do you think that? Uh, I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, you have no fucking idea. <clears throat> well, a lot of those people claim they fucking heard one and that's what they do. And They heard their friend out of the woods. Heard a fucking squatch. That other guy making squatch calls. Probably. Like a sober Mesa. He's, he's down the street and he's like, hey guys. <laughs> Watch this. We're going to freak out my buddy because tomorrow he's going to tell me he heard a squatch in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell you what, if I had a buddy that was into that, I'd fuck with him. A hundred percent. Mo, what do y'all have in Chicago? Do you have like any like weird shit? Besides Chicagoans? Uh, first of all, Kyle, let's not get started on that. <laughs> Secondly, um, no, I mean, well, literally, you could be walking on Michigan Avenue and see a fucking coyote. That's That always has boggled my mind. Just wander around the city? Yeah. Like, they'll be, like, at parks in, like, a neighborhood. It's crazy. That doesn't seem safe either. What do they eat no. dogs? What's that about? Uh, no, actually, they don't really. I mean, they don't one dude got bit like a couple of years or like, yeah, like two years ago. But generally, they they actually don't like people. So yeah. like, they stay away if they see people. But I don't know. People are fucking nuts. They probably try to 
pedometer shit. <laughs> People are fucking stupid. They are. I swear. Like, why? Why would you do that? You know, it's not fucking Shiloh. That's a coyote. <laughs> you know. Uh, Mo with the elementary school literary reference. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. I don't understand it. I mean, if you want to hear about stupid people, you should talk to, you know, like national park rangers. Oh, I can't even. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a cute little bear cub. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Let's get a picture well. with him and his mama. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just walk over by this bison and hang out. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. I've seen so many of those videos and like. First and foremost, they're they're already putting themselves in a weird situation that is like, mm-hmm. you're a fucking dumbass. But then, whether they're trying to take a picture or, like, uh, giving it some food or something like that, the bear always, like, jumps at them. They kind of scurry off. And then they come back. They always come back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? Once wasn't enough for you? <laughs> The rest of us normal people are always like already like you're a dumbass one already for being there, but then two yeah. for doing it more than once. <laughs> uh huh. Jeez. I I don't know if it's always been like this, and maybe it has just manifested differently. But now with all of the outlets that allow you to get attention for yourself. It's like brought out this different level. I mean, people just love attention. Not all people. But I'm just saying, if you're an attention-seeking person, this is like the perfect time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm people go- did this shit before too, though, right? Like even when I was yeah. a kid and we went to like national parks, you'd see people yeah. walking up by the bison, not for pictures or anything, just because they're fucking idiots. Right, and now <laughs> they can get a following and a sense of like accomplishment by being a stupid fuck. Yeah, you got the grizzly man and everybody. You know, that's the difference. Everybody wants to fucking be that one dude. What was his name? Uh, that guy used to play with animals all the time. <laughs> and then, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, he. I, what he, he got bit by a stingray, right? And he passed. Oh, oh Steve Irwin. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Irwin. yeah. Everybody wants to be that guy. That guy was trained. Yeah, he knew what he was doing, and it still right. didn't pan out. Right. He he died as he lived, with animals in his heart. <laughs> Jeez, Cal. Cal, I, I, I want to say you're better than that. I'd be lying. <laughs> you know I'm not. He was a great dude, though. I, I respected that man tremendously. I just his, uh, can't not make a joke. Isn't his daughter doing stuff with it now? Mm-hmm. She's like yep. His daughter and his wife, they're all taking on, on the, the yeah. Good for them. Good for them. I guess... I think they feel like if they if they get out there and do that stuff, then people won't be stupid. But I think it goes the other way, where it makes people be like, oh, I saw this on TV once, and this person did it. <laughs> yeah. They're harmless. I watched this person <laughs> just walk up to them. And... Yeah. Uh, those are the I same wa- people that think the effects in Fast and the Furious are real. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I watched Mortal Kombat once, so I'm ready for this bar fight. Right. <laughs> it's fine. Dude, it's like anything. The people that really know how to fight, the last thing they want to do is fight. Because their assumption is that everybody else is like that. Because I take the time to learn how to fight, so I assume other people do too. Yeah, or even if you know, like, shit happens sometimes that you can't predict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The world works. Some people have a cigar podcast and think that they can get in the ring with Mike Tyson, so I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say well, I hold could on, hold on. hang he, with he him. He could get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't say I'd do damage. 
Uh, you'd be better off making a video with the grizzly bear. I'd just be in the ring with Tyson until he destroyed me. I mean, that's a real that's a real question though. Okay, so Drew versus Mike Tyson compared to Drew versus we'll go with like a black bear, right? Not the not the worst, most dangerous bear. How long would you last with each one? Who could you take on for longer? A a black like a brown bear. Brown bear. Is that the hey, aggressive one? One of those, one, one of those like not aggressive ones that like. Oh, you could probably, probably last, run away from you. You could probably last a lot longer with one of those because you're just gonna scare him off. Tyson, I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, but like waving my arms and yelling at him is probably just gonna piss him off more. <laughs> but like, assume it doesn't run away. Right? You're actually fighting this bear. <laughs> it's just one of the you know smaller, weaker bears you know compared to other bears. I'd, I'd uh, so so Tyson's a trained fighter and he's trained to kick your ass. So I'm still thinking I'd probably last longer with the bear, <laughs> only because the the bear the bear could probably like maul me and stuff. But Tyson is going to go for like the finishing blow. If the bear could could know like hey if I hit him in the head and fucking knock his ass out I can eat him. He's just. You know, just biting and hitting you and stuff. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to how to take you down. I guess necessarily. Which one would you be more likely to survive? Probably the bear. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? No, I think Tyson would just knock me out, and I'd be fine after. I mean, probably have a big goose egg on my head. Yeah, I think the I think, bear would kill you. I think the bear could could maul you. You could still survive, but I mean, if he started biting you and stuff, you're in for some shit then. Yeah, but like Tyson would look at you, and he'd be like, "This guy is not going to be that dangerous. Let me just punch him once in the chest and call it done. I'm Ooh, not going to kill you." That's the thing. He underestimates me. I might get one in on him. <laughs> <laughs> How much would that, that hurt him? Probably not much. You know what's interesting? That we have to go all the way back to Mike Tyson to get an example of a boxer. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, boxing has just fallen off. And look, maybe part of it is because I don't really pay attention to it anymore. But that is just a sport that for whatever reason, and maybe it's just because people have changed. Uh, maybe you, because of UFC, people would rather watch that, but even that doesn't seem as popular anymore. I don't know. Are people just overseeing people kick each other's asses? I think the no. UFC kind of phased it out a bit. That's what, Yeah. There's always a demand to watch people kick each other's asses. Even if it's dropping. Always a demand. I mean, is it because we're getting older too? Possibly? That just you know, that that same stuff that didn't or that used to appeal to us doesn't appeal to us necessarily anymore. I want to see some good fights though. You don't see good. Me too. Yeah. Good. Look, uh, the Tyson fights were never good fights to be fair, but the anticipation leading up and like the, like, like we're joking about now is how long is this competitor going to last? And I seriously remember as a kid, we'd all get to grandma's house, whatever Saturday night it was. We'd have, you know, she'd make snacks and stuff and all the pre-fight stuff. And there were literally times people were getting up to get a drink. Oh, the fight's about to start. And the fucking fight's done. And it's like, yeah. oh, I missed it. It's already over. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most generations have that, that one person to watch, though. Right? You have your Tyson generation. There was a while when it was like, you know, Muhammad Ali and that whole era. Yeah, but that whole era was George Foreman, Muhammad Ali, uh, Frazier. It was huge. Marciano. I mean, 
you know, if you want to like merge a couple different, like couple decades. But I mean, if you're, if you're a kid in your twenties right now, who do you talk about? That's exactly what I'm saying. Are Floyd you Mayweather? About, right. Who's boring as fuck to watch. That's where yeah. I was going. Same, same yeah. concept. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue Evander Holyfield after Tyson, but nowhere near the yeah, appeal. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't the same. Yeah. I would love to see boxing come back. I think it's I think it's awesome. And there are some really great fighters. Canelo, um, there's a couple other guys that just escape me right now that, that are, you know, fun to watch. But it doesn't have that... There's just no depth anymore. It's like one yeah, or two guys. I feel like the winning strategy is not the same as the entertaining strategy anymore. Right. Yep. And that that's the death of it. Mm-hmm. But there's too much money involved to, to just go fucking balls to the wall and try to knock each other out. You'd be stupid to do that. Yeah, for sure. At least you know? at the higher levels you would. Yeah, of course. But that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Well, me too, but. So, and it goes back to our other discussion too, about, you know, performance enhancers and stuff like that. I got a funny, I got a funny message from, from VQ. And he was like, man, if people think that these guys aren't on shit, I don't know what to tell them. Of course they are. Please just stop with the nonsense. Stop being naive. Yeah. You know? And so obviously that that makes contact stuff that much more dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. And that and that's part of the issue too. Um, yeah, no one wants to get killed in the ring, right? So, but I don't know. Sports. I, I, and I'm sure it's always been, but I think a lot of people forget that sports are a business. I mean, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. And that's it. It's about making money. That's why you're going to see sports betting continue. I mean, how many times have you guys watched anything sports where you're just inundated with, with sports betting commercials? Now, I know you guys don't watch a lot of sports, but... Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw a sports betting commercial. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, seriously, man. Like, if I'm watching, like, a White Sox game, literally, you will see on every break... After oh, every definitely. Inning, any, any sport, sporting event, it's going to be on. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And then, so, like, for example, like, MLB knows this, right? So they've got dedicated teams that capture data, okay, that are responsible for, like, watching multiple games and taking down pitches and and what the guy threw and all of this stuff. And that shit is sold to betters. I mean, it's crazy, man. Sounds like the most boring job on the planet. Wow. I mean, spend so much of getting paid, I guess. Yeah. Record one game? All right, that sounds enjoyable, right? Record four games at once? Fuck that. (laughs) But sports are run by money, and they are run by betting, and they are run by... It's just not... It's not like this wholesome entertainment. It's all about money, man. You get your merchandising in there, too. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. You mean they're not doing it for the love of the game and nothing else? <laughs> I'm sure that there's a there's a element of that. There probably was for most people. Yeah. But again, look at it goes back. How, how have teams treated players to the point where players are like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be treated like fucking, you know, whatever anymore. Because ultimately, they're the ones that drive revenue, their performance. Yep. So, I don't know. 
I am very proud of all of the people that have fired back or agreed with, you know, the ketchup on a hot dog argument. <laughs> That's been fun. Yeah. If you guys really want to treat, go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. I was going to say we've been slacking a little bit, though, on the patina closed mouth selfies. So pick that up, everybody. But go ahead. No, don't. don't. Um, but there is, okay, so we've talked about, and Kyle knows what I'm talking about. Drew, I don't know if you got it on your sandwich when you came to visit, but there's this hot pepper mix called Jardinera. Yeah. So, so Marty Pape message, you know, M- Mape messages me, and he says, "Hey man, I just bought this Jardinera. I'm gonna put it on a burger. Is that acceptable?" I said, "Absolutely. Jardinera <laughs> on anything is acceptable. <laughs> it is just an absolute flavor enhancer. If you guys have a chance and, and you want to spice up, you know, a burger or a hot dog or dude, even I put it on pizza. Uh, it's just a nice touch, man. It's awesome." Dip your sushi in that instead of your uh, your wasabi and your soy sauce. I I don't know. I've never tried that, but maybe. No, I'm giving you shit. That would be terrible. Yeah, yeah. but it is good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else we got, Mo? Final thoughts with Mo. I think I take one. I think that's it. Take two. I'll edit. I'll edit this part out, and then you just say your final one. <laughs> oh, there it is. Smoke manioc. Smoke like a soul pen. Boom. Percent off. Do it. Take three. What else you got? That's it. Well. Next week. Yeah, we got it. You guys, some stuff. You guys have a, about it. Have a good one. You too, man. You too. See ya. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.